How to teach kids to reject porn. Can we protect young minds? The answer is yes. And I have tools for you coming up on the podcast today. I'm Natalie Tisdall, a journalist who decided enough is enough. I left a career that looked glamorous to do what I was scared of doing, going out on my own. I'm a married working mom of three. On this podcast, we're going to talk about issues that really matter. Why am I not sleeping? What's up with that diet everyone's talking about? Are my kids falling behind? How do I leave that job and start over? Welcome to the Natalie Tisdall Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, friends. It's Natalie. Welcome to the podcast. A few weeks ago, we talked about sex education, how to talk to our kids about sex in our overly sexualized world. That stirred up a lot of conversation and more questions. If you want to go back and listen to that podcast, either before you listen today or after, I would highly recommend it as today's topic is similar but different. That was episode 97. Today, we're going to talk about another sensitive topic, but one we absolutely cannot ignore. My goal is to help you with difficult topics, give you resources, give you ideas, and this is information you need. Did you know that by the age of 17, 75% of teenagers say they have viewed pornography? My guest today is Kristen Jensen. She's the founder of Defend Young Minds and best-selling author of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids, and Good Pictures, Bad Pictures Junior, A Simple Plan to Protect Young Minds. She's also the executive producer of Brain Defense, Digital Safety Curriculum. Kristen is a leader in the Safeguard Alliance of the National Center for Sexual Exploitation. And today's topic, it's critical for us adults to hear, as we're going to talk about protecting kids from the dangers of porn and what to do if you or someone you know finds porn or suspects porn on a young person's phone or digital device. I know, I know, I can hear you. It's easier to sometimes just put our hands over our ears and hope that none of this is happening. It's a tough one, but I promise this episode is going to help. So hit subscribe, go to the show notes of this episode for information on getting my newsletter and for links to other important topics. Let's take some action, shall we? Here's my interview with Kristen Jensen. Kristen, such an important topic uh, that we're going to hit on today, and I know this is now your life mission, um, but teaching kids to reject porn. I think you know my history. I've been in television, and I've been a uh, reporter for many years, is education and parenting. And I remember a psychologist once telling me in an interview, it's not when, it is, yes, they will see porn at some point. How did you get started with this? Well, I, this was not one of my life goals, <laughs> but I had a friend who came to me one evening. She called me and as we talked, she related this terrible story that had happened to their family. They found out that their oldest was sexually molesting his younger brothers and sisters from the 14 year old down to the four year old. He was 17 at the time and porn was definitely involved. So we know now that porn is, it's like a perpetrator. Porn fuels child on child, harmful sexual behavior. And that was the case in, in this family. And I woke up the next morning realizing that, you know, pornography was such a big part of this. And I'd kind of heard that porn was, you know, 
could be addictive and all these things, but I really didn't know much about it. So I just had this thought though, like how will we warn young children? What are we going to do so that they know, especially in these days when mm. every three-year-old is looking on an iPad, you know, how are we going to protect them? How are we going to teach them, you know, about the harms of pornography at a young age when a lot of parents aren't even thinking about talking to them about sex? Mm. So it was this problem that came to me and it wouldn't leave my mind. And so I started doing some research and had this very naive thought that, oh, I'll just write this book this summer, a few weeks, I'm sure. And that turned into a three-year project. So that was the beginning of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids for kids ages 7 to 11. Mm -hmm. And then I got asked to do, by several parents, to do something for younger kids. And that was... And so three years later, I wrote uh, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, A Simple Plan to Protect Young Minds. And that's a much simpler. Um, and that's really for kids three to six. So wow. these are tools that um, we have more tools now. But that's kind of how I got started. It was this friend's problem. And it was horrific what it did to the family. And I couldn't find any solutions. That's the thing. Know. I looked and looked. Yeah. We never know what God has planned for us in, in situations like this. And sometimes it is out of a need and uh, a, a need for society or a need even for our own families. We find mm -hmm. a couple of statistics I found from an article you wrote. Um, Common Sense Media published a report uh, recently saying um, after researchers surveyed random sample of 1300 teenagers ages 13 to 17, 12 years old was the average age for exposure to pornography. 15% of the respondents reported seeing online porn before the age of 10. Yikes. 75% of kids at the age of 17 have already viewed pornography. 75% of our kids. 52% reported seeing violent pornography, including media that depicts what appears to be rape, choking, or someone in pain. Over half. Yeah. Those numbers are so scary. Now, have those numbers changed since you wrote the book? Because I know your your program has developed. More people have wanted um, access to it. Are those numbers getting any better? Or are they getting worse? Well, I will just say this, that it's difficult to get these numbers. Mm. Uh, because even in that study, the kids are having to remember back. And memory mm -hmm. is tricky. Oh, yeah. Having to remember back, well, when did I really see this? When mm -hmm. was I first exposed? And so um, I would just say that I get so, we get so many emails and uh, messages via social media about even younger kids, five-year-olds getting exposed to pornography on the school bus. Mm -hmm. um, Seven-year-olds just playing a game and then they click on something and they, you know, are led to pornography. So uh, honestly, I think those are conservative numbers, but it's definitely getting worse because kids are getting more and more access. Yet there are more resources. There are more filtering resources. Mm. Um, but a child that really, really wants to get it and see it, there's pretty much no way you can stop it. So what we teach is, yes, do the filters, but an internal filter. You need to persuade mm -hmm. your child from a young age. 
that this is just not going to be healthy for your body, for your brain, for your relationships. And, and that process of persuasion uh, is what I call the internal filter. I like that internal filter. So let's, let's talk about uh, what the books teach, the basic concepts and they're beautiful books. They're perfect because for so many of us as parents, it's such an uncomfortable conversation that our parents probably didn't have with us because we didn't have all of the dangers. It's such a weird and uncomfortable. And I know you talk about what is it that you call it that we just kind of cross our fingers and hope that they don't. Yeah. Yeah. The cross your fingers plan. (laughs) Tell me what, tell me about that because I think a lot of parents fall under that. Like, Oh, I just hope they never see it. Well, you mentioned this at the beginning. It's not if it's when. Yes. And uh, any child with eyes uh, that can see um, is, is going to, because it's just so prevalent out there and it's not behind paywalls anymore. So you can, yes, there is a certain amount that is behind a paywall or premium channel, but the business model has changed. Mm. So it used to be, you had to go out and seek it out and buy it. Now it's just streaming. It's like a YouTube channel Mm. where, you know, the, it's the ad revenue they're getting for the eyeballs, right? It's the ad revenue. Mm-hmm. So it's a totally mm-hmm. different model that children, now we're putting children at, at a bigger disadvantage and they're much more vulnerable. So you asked me about what the books, the concepts of the books. Mm-hmm. So every child, in order to have just a beginning, just a foundation, uh, foundational defense against pornography, they need to understand Uh, what pornography is, so a definition, why it's harmful, so they need to have a warning and they need Mm -hmm. to understand the science uh, behind it. And then third, they need to have a plan so they know exactly what to do and how to reject it and keep it from becoming, you know, a real problem. Um, So a definition, Mm -hmm. a warning, and a plan. And that's what these books do the junior one does this in a very simple way. The old, the one for older kids uh, does it in a way that teaches them about their brain, the thinking brain, the feeling brain, how they work together, and how pornography impacts uh, those brains, the two brains that you have. is very simplified. Um, but I've had neurosurgeons and neurologists and people that know a lot about the brain look at it and, and, and tell me that it is correct. So we teach kids the addictive nature of pornography and the addiction starts with an understanding, a basic understanding of the brain and how it becomes addicted to anything really. Yeah. You know, it, it just makes me think in covering health news and parenting news and all of this, that so many things that are addictive are so tempting to our kids, right? I mean, it's, it's, um, alcohol, it's, it's sugar, it's uh, gambling. It's all of mm-hmm. these things. But pornography has, if you could touch on that, that same addictive quality that stimulates a part of the brain that likely would cause other addictions in life. Am I right in that? Absolutely. The limbic system in the brain, which uh, houses the reward center, mm-hmm. all of this is corrupted by um, substances, you know, and also by uh, behaviors, experiences. Um, these experiences, uh, especially with pornography and you know sexual stimulation, that is a what they call a super stimulus, 
And it just has so much more power in the brain than, uh, you know, if you're clicking through shopping for shoes, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's, it's a very powerful stimulus, a super stimulus, and it feeds that dopamine. So the dopamine is the seeking. It's what keeps us seeking the thing that we need mm -hmm. for survival. Mm -hmm. So we are wired to seek after food. We are wired to seek after sweet things, right? Mm -hmm. We are wired to seek after uh, sex because that will, you know, keep the uh, human race going. Um, we definitely have to learn how to deal with those desires, but pornography takes advantage of that mm. and basically corrupts it and corrupts the reward center. And it really does physically change the brain. There are many studies, mm. MRI studies that show that, um, Poor, that people who are addicted to porn have shrinkage in this prefrontal cortex area. Mm -hmm. And it's the same place that other addicts have shrinkage is that prefrontal cortex, which is your thinking brain. Yeah. So there is a lot of science. Um, don't want to get too deep into it, but there's a lot of science and good pictures, bad pictures really just presents it in a very understandable, easy to understand every seven-year-old can understand this kind of way, but it's powerful because you're right. There's so many, you know, beside porn, gaming, you know, gambling, there's a lot of addictive experiences and substances out there. We see, you know, problem with fentanyl. We see all these things. Well, your kids need to know yeah. how the brain becomes addicted. That's right. That should be taught. In school, really, yeah. it should be taught in school because we live in this world awash with addictive experiences yeah. and addictive. And you know that, you know, all the big tech companies and game companies, they're making, they understand the brain, Absolutely. they understand it and yeah. they make their, and social media understands. It, so yeah. Absolutely. I want to take a minute to tell you about one of the ways I keep my family healthy. I've been a customer of Seeking Health for several years, and I'm constantly amazed by the positive impact their products have had on overall health and well-being. From the very beginning, the team at Seeking Health has been dedicated to helping me build a strong foundation for my health through their focus on optimizing digestion, reducing environmental exposures, and nourishing my body with pure, high-quality supplements. They've provided me with the tools and the knowledge I need to support my body's natural healing systems, and I have seen significant improvements in my energy, immune function, and overall sense of well-being. A few of my favorites, Active Magnesium, the Glutathione Plus, Immune Intensive, also the electrolytes we put in our water and our family, all great products, and those are just a few. I'm grateful to the team at Seeking Health for their passion for prevention and their consistent commitment to helping with my family's health. If you're looking to take control of your health and build a strong foundation for your well-being, I highly recommend Seeking Health. You can get more information and a discount code by going to natalietisdall.com slash favorites. Look for the Seeking Health logo and that discount code. Again, natalietisdall.com slash favorites. The link is in the show notes.
you just mentioned hey, we should we should teach what addictive behavior is, especially in our mental health crisis days and our young people. I, I work with young people and teaching in a high school that they're struggling and they're going to yeah. look for places to find comfort. And we yeah. don't want that comfort to be pornography or alcohol right. or drugs or something that they're trying to escape to because of the dopamine hits and how it feels good. Let's talk for a moment because I hear this often. I found out my teenager was watching porn. What do I do? You know, how yeah. do you go back? So you focus on prevention, which is awesome. And we have to start there, but what do we do when we find out? Can you go back? How do you correct that? Can you yeah. correct that once they've experienced it? Yeah. I was just texting with a friend this morning about this very same topic. She has a friend and she's trying to help this friend. So you can still be working the prevention, even with a child that has been looking at porn, because what you're trying to do is prevent a lifelong mm -hmm. addiction, something that is going to impact their relationships, yep. cause divorce, maybe even cause them not to want to get married or have a family um, that can cause them uh, even problems at work. You know, they can get fired. They can just lose career opportunities and I don't know. So there's still a lot you can teach your child. Um, I would say the first thing is um, go to our website. I know, uh, but we have pulled together. We curated a guide called uh, my kid saw porn. Now what? Mm, perfect. Um, and it's a smart plan. So parents can go through step by step. We have five steps. And then I have a ton of articles in there that um, are addressing so many questions that parents have. Now, it's not a full on recovery book, but it, it really will get you started on the right path. Um, and so I'll tell you the first uh, step. And that is S, so I use SMART, <laughs> S for stay calm, because we can have all kinds of feelings and fears. We need to not address that with our kids until we have dealt with our own initial you know, reaction to it. Once we've dealt with our fears and feelings, then we can go to them calmly. And you don't have to do it the same day. You can give yourself three days, whatever you need, because it's going to be a, a long haul. This isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. Mm -hmm. And so you can wait until you're in the right place mentally yeah. and in all other ways to address this with your child. But go get that guide um, and it will really definitely help you. Um, and I'll just say this one thing, one more thing, and that is. Remember that porn is the enemy, not your child, mm. right? Yeah. It's your child is still your beautiful, precious child. Yeah. And you don't need to feel like they're damaged goods or that, um, uh, you know, they're a project to, to fix. Mm. Just continue to love them. Build your relationship as much as possible because yeah. it's that relationship that's actually going to allow you to help them and support them as they hopefully choose to leave pornography behind. Yeah. I love this idea that you give of teaching them that filter and it can be used for pornography, anything else, but you know, that's a hard thing, especially for young people when something's so tempting, you know, it's like, and, and, and some of it's not even 
tempting from a pleasure standpoint, it's curiosity. Yep. Absolutely. And kids are curious. That's why, you know, I hear sometimes parents will say, but what if I read them your book and then they become curious and then they, you know, well, to be honest, those kids are going to become curious. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better if they knew some information and they knew that they could talk to you about it? Yeah. Much better. So kids are curious and it would be actually abnormal if a child wasn't curious mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. naked bodies and sexuality and all that. Yeah. Um, so it's just the pornography. And then this is another thing to teach kids, especially as they get older, because my books are really created like you, you don't even have to have this beginning of the sex talks to read good pictures. Bad okay. Pictures that was another child. question I had about yeah. if they don't even know that. So that, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's, it, I don't know how I figured out how to do that. <laughs> I had a lot of help. I had a lot of help, but uh, kids are curious. You can expect that they're going to be curious so much better if you have prepared them and taught them the difference between the kind of sex that is portrayed in pornography and the kind of sex that is portrayed that is real, right? Mm -hmm. That is real. So I have this chart um, in one of uh in one of my uh, articles, and we could probably link link sure. to this, but it's basically you show your child that real healthy sex, the ideal is that you love the other person, right? Mm. And that you respect them and you see them as a whole person. Um, uh, and, you know, several other things. And, then, and, it, and it builds your relationship. It strengthens your relationship. Mm. Whereas... Porn sex is the opposite. It is often violent. It's so, I mean, disrespectful is like an understatement. Mm -hmm. It is mm -hmm. so degrading. Mm -hmm. And um, things that you, most of your audience might not even be able to imagine. Um, you talked about the, the study by Common Sense Media. The fact that half the kids uh, said that they had seen violent porn, mm. that is a travesty because their whole sexual template is being robbed. Yeah. Yeah. It's being taken yeah. and robbed by porn. And we need to teach them the other side. So not just the mechanics of sex, but you know, our values around it. Yeah, absolutely. And getting comfortable with the conversation. I know, I know yeah. it's hard parents. Oh my goodness. I know it's hard with three kids and two in college, but you'll never regret having that open conversation and giving them the gift of understanding in that filter. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I know there are people thinking I need this information. <laughs> Where can they find you? And, and aside from the books, you have these guides and you also work with communities and schools and, and other organizations, right? Right. Yes. Um, so they can find us, uh, at defendyoungminds.com or they can find us on social media at Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, they can also, uh, and we often get questions and we always answer the questions. So I would encourage you, your audience to, you know, check us out and see all the great articles we have on defendyoungminds.com. We also uh, got so many requests for a curriculum mm. and uh, for schools, for homeschools, but we were developing, developing this right when COVID hit. We were finishing up. And so we pivoted a little bit and developed um, an edition of this curriculum 
and it's called Brain Defense Digital Safety because we need to teach our kids digital defense skills so they can defend their brains. And it's called, so it's called Brain Defense Digital Safety and there's a family edition. And so check that out as well. We have uh, videos about it and everything on on our website. Well, we'll, we'll put those links in the show notes, make it really easy for people to go and, and find this information. And Kristen, thanks so much for what you do uh, for our families and our kids and can't stress enough how important it is. And I'm just grateful that, um, that you've taken the time to write these books and to help folks out. Thank you, Natalie. Really, I have so many stories of how when kids are taught this, they know exactly how to act to protect themselves. Let's teach them that Thank filter. You. Yep. Yeah. Thanks again. Take care. Thank you for joining the Natalie Tisdall podcast. You can follow along on Instagram and at natalietisdall.com. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.